This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Monday podcast. Now in our fifth season looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and you are tuned into the midweek show available each and every midweek on video and audio. So for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, make your Monday a blue Monday. I got told off at work. I got stuck on the M1. My Mac is broken. I'm tired. Um, hi, Richard. Hi, Amy. Oh, Ben. <laughs> Do you want a virtual <laughs> hug? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Rich? I'm good, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm very good. I'm liking the kind of Native American shirt look as well. I, there was a lot of love for your shirt on, on, on the flagship, which I didn't call out. I, when, I, when I host... My brain just stops working. I've got words written down, and and I do, so I thought I'd remark on your shirt. And Amy's wearing a, a shirt as well, which has got some at least some nice symbolism for you as well, Amy, from midweek. Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, I decided to wear this one on Tuesday night. I I was stood with my retro shirts, and I thought, well, actually, I haven't worn this one for a while. Um, and obviously, Tuesday night, spoiler alert, was my um, first win of the season. So I haven't taken it off since first Tuesday night. First win in night. how long, Amy? Were you at the Leeds um, game? At the I was at the Leeds home game, oh. yeah. But first away, first away win since... Gonzi? Wasn't there. Did we win any other away games? I don't did, think did we did, we? did we? Last season. You saw a draw at West Brom. That was almost like a win, wasn't it? So the That's next time right. we saw that would yeah. have been... Reading 4-0 yes. no. season, wouldn't it? Oh, wow. Um, one of my mates watched... That's the Shepherd one. Wednesday. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, yep. I know we were both at that one. Where Waghorn scored that silly free kick. Because Mick always won at Shepherd Wednesday, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Like for about 40 years of um, management. But you two have been off to um, Rochdale this week. But, Rich, you're going to... Um, I'm struggling. I don't have a Mac. <laughs> here's, here's my phone with the intro on it. And... Um, Richard had me a ticket for 
Tuesday and it was touch and go. And as I said, I got in trouble at work on Monday. So it wasn't the time, Mr. Boss, can I get away early on Tuesday? So, um, yes, I may be a bystander for some of this, but I'll get involved in the questions, I promise. Yep. So, I, I mean, I've got a few bits of news that I wanted to call out. Um, so let's do that. And I've got all the bits and pieces for the match. So I've, I'm all prepared. So I've had a crap week as well, but I've I left oh, work early to do some preparation, some prep. Winter, no M1 for me. I left work at four today and got home at six and got oh. diverted via Luton Airport as well, which is... Oh, ben. Yeah. This is not good listening, is it? So the weekend soon, yeah. Let's 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 try and find some good. At least we've got a win to talk about for once. Say, um, the yeah. bits and pieces of news. Um, Amy, I want to get your thoughts on this one. The um, judges' post-match interview after <laughs> Rochdale, where it was a very kind of like like a Mick quote, which is basically, "I've been shit. Um, I've not been my usual self. It's been a tough one since the summer, and we know all about that." Um, confidence is the most important thing in football. It's the easiest thing to lose, but it's the hardest thing to gain. I'm gradually getting mine bit by bit. I enjoy tonight. I don't mind that at all. Um, I guess we'll, we'll talk about um, we'll talk about his performance. I guess when we talk about the the game, because I I didn't think it was his set pieces were good, and I didn't think it was a, a stellar performance, but it was an improvement. Um, but your thoughts about um, footballers being frank in the press? I think we like this, yeah. Absolutely. Did you see Jim Majilton had uh, replied to the tweet no. about the article um, no, and and said fair play to Alan Judge um, and that we've all been there? And I thought that was fantastic for a start because I think Jim Majilton's the kind of person you pictured putting on a front and stuff like that. So for him to turn around and say, yeah, I have shit days too, it was really nice. So um, we have a lot of talk, uh, rightly so, about the mental health of footballers at the moment and because the mental health of everybody and it is important that footballers are open and honest. Um, I have also just... Yeah, absolutely. And I think the problem is too many... When footballers moan, people get on their high horse and they say, oh, you earn so much money, how can you complain? Because for a lot of us, having more money would probably solve most of life's problems. But it's not that simple. And football is such a hard thing on your mental health for them, like going out to win every time and having rough performances and losing the whole last year. It must have been absolutely diabolical for them. You wouldn't have wanted to go into train knowing you were going to lose again on Saturday. But anyway, I diverse. Um, I digress. The point I was trying to make is that I thought it was really good that he was frank about it. It's actually what I've been saying for a while with everything he's got going on off pitch to be going into work every day and be having such a rubbish time like he is at the moment because he isn't on his best form. It feels like every game that passes that isn't him at his best makes it harder for him to get back to his best. Um, And like you say, I know we'll talk about Tuesday night, but I did think he looked... Not to the, to like how good, how good he was last year, but I thought he was getting there. Um, and if he could just get a goal, I mm. think it would really help his confidence. But we have all been saying that for a long time. Yeah, I agree with that. Any any comments on that, Ben? From your perspective? No, I think I think Amy nailed it. So it's just playing back in my head all the interviews last year where Lambert would say, "Oh no, we're playing well. We're playing well," and it would, defeat, defeat, defeat. No, we're playing well. So. And that had started to wear a bit thin. Um, the first thing when you when you hear him say that is, um, I remember Gary Neville saying this um, when you know when fans are thinking players are playing badly. He's like, look, they know 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Don't often articulate it. And I just think that the big thing hanging over it is the, the long injury, isn't it? And this sense of doom of, is he ever going to reach Brentford 2015 mm. levels where he was championship player of the month playing brilliantly? Who knows? Um, but yeah, nice to see some some reflection. But you now want to see someone who's admittedly said they're playing badly now start to hopefully do something about it. Yeah, and, and I think another good thing to call out on this, I think, is Paul Lambert was involved. I think they had a, a quite a frank um, head-to-head conversation a few weeks ago, which apparently did some good as well. So was always something that is said, but it's um, something that he, people forget is have a conversation with someone about stuff. So I'm good on but Richard Lambert is, is not the guy that he's hugely positive, isn't it? It's mm. always, he's not the guy to rant and rave and criticise. So, yeah. you know, presumably is it also appropriate? Is it also appropriate to make a comment, a reference to Mr. Um, Hurst as well, who was the complete opposite when players were having a terrible time? He just told them to suck it up and get on with it. Well, you're out of the team. Just, yeah, I'm going to tell you exactly. an hour before kickoff. I'm sure we've all read in the Roy Keane biography when in the FA Cup game for Forest, where he gives the ball away and they can see the goal. And Frank Club walks in, doesn't say anything, just punches him and stuff. <laughs> Don't give the ball away. That was all he said. Okay. Uh, those are the days, eh? <laughs> Frank Club. Yeah. Um, different but, management styles. Yeah. Horses for courses, yeah. Different management styles for different needs. Um, let's get through these bits and pieces. Eight, under 18s um, into the next round of the FA Youth Cup, they thrashed. Kingsland, unsurprisingly, 6-1 last night and missed a penalty. I think we've got Joe on the flagship on Sunday. So I think we'll talk through the that. The goals and... are on Twitter, Rich, actually. So you, they, can, there you, go. you can check that out, yeah. Yep, but it sounded like... More, more Zach Brown footage that you'll like. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that on Sunday, I think. But, yeah, anyone, any, any more to add? No, I'm stopping. I'm looking... I think oh. it was an Ipswich hat-trick this week, wasn't it? With the us oh, winning... Again, they, That's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Um, long may that continue. Um, I, um, the, by the way, the, the decisions um, at where I work is um, silence is acceptance, by the way. So that is the rule of thumb that I'll use for the rest of the podcast. And a very good negotiating tool. Exactly right. Say nothing. Um, Oxford's um, the match has been postponed. We expected that. Um, let's find something to fill our Saturdays in November, frankly, because uh, it's really annoying, actually, the... Um, but I will go back to that one whenever that is because that's just down the road. And finally, in the news, I'll go oh, to. Richie, can I just chime yeah, in yeah. there? Yeah. Um, remember, we said context is king here. The first postponement now was played. We're going to talk about it in a minute. The Rochdale game was postponed and replayed. Yeah. And it's one for one in in victories there. So. Um, do we need the to log these? Do you think? And the metrics now say postponing matches has a one hundred percent record as it stands today. And I'm being very facetious and poking the bear a little bit there but it's a fact clean sheets 100% yeah we should be logging these somewhere in a spreadsheet I think we'll do that I suspect I, Mr Statman will be yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> to decimal points as well um and finally in the news and when this pod goes out this will um and if you listen to it straight away um 
Um, happy birthday to Marcus Stewart. It's the 8th of November. I think we might have peaked a little bit too soon. Um, Shoehorn it in. Yeah, any opportunity to crowbar in. Did you know, Richard, these two fish behind me, if I point there, are called Marcus and Stewart. Of course they are. Because <laughs> they are. Named after the I have my man. Marcus Stewart um, gloves on and Rochdale as well. We found the blue gravel as well. And actually, check this out. See, look, my, my um, happiness has gone up. Do you see the blue light there as well? Yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, of a bit of ruined it. That wasn't it. There yeah, you sorry, Ben ruined that. Doesn't work. I'm not sure it works. But I've made yeah. a lot of effort with the fish tank. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. The, <laughs> we can see it as well. If Love you, what yeah. you've done with the place. If I. <laughs> I can't find another quote with that. But um, if you want um, to watch Marcus Stewart's top 10 goals, according to Ben and I, watch our video, which I've tweeted. And I'm going to... I did a bit well, of a... We're correct, aren't we? I think we're always correct, yeah. Um, give us your opinions on Twitter. They're wrong, but um, give us them anyway. <laughs> um, but I'm going to have a, a... I did that video two years ago, and subsequently, the last two years, have figured out how to do stuff properly. So I might have another an, an, a director's cut of edition of oh, that okay. video. Maybe extend it a little bit, because there's a full 10-minute one where we talk through it, I think. You talk through it, actually. Um, so this one... It's the only I'll, way you can make Marcus Stewart footage better, isn't it? Yeah, apart from... talking over the top of it. And yeah. Life of Riley music underneath it. So um, I think I might do a kind of 2019 special edition version. Um, so, that, yeah, happy birthday to Marcus Stewart. Um, anything to add on Marcus Stewart, Amy, that hasn't already been said? <laughs> No, Legend. I was just going to say, I used to have two goldfish. One was called Fenidi and the other one was called Martin. <laughs> Fenidi and what? Martin. Martin. As in Rusa. Okay, with a J. But nice. The yeah. great thing with Fenidi George, though, is that it could be said either way around, couldn't it? If yes. you were in Africa, it was George Fenidi, and Europe, it was Fenidi George. So the fish swim around. We're in Africa formation. We're in Europe formation. Exactly. Africa <laughs> Works Should we go to Rochdale, Richard? Let's go to the Crown Oil Arena in Rochdale. Um, Let's do that. Like, do like you, you two did, along with quite a few um, other... 900 um, odd, I think. And this is going to come up in the question, so keep your powder dry on that one. But let me give you a team here. So the headline news, really, Will Norris keeps his place in goal. Thomas Holy um, left out in the cold. Garbert... And Edwards, the fullbacks, that's attacking. Um, Wolfenden comes back in with Luke Chambers. Alan Judge starts down the left. Danny Rowe down the right. Cole Skews, he's always there. John Nolan, so it is 4-4, effing two with Caden Jackson. And James Norwood up front. Who wants to moan about wide players or fullbacks or anything of the like there? Amy's going to throw me under the bus now, aren't you, Amy? I can't remember yeah, what I, I can't remember what I said in the pub. This is the problem. I, I walked into the bar and I came over to see you and I was all excited and I said, and you said to me, "Oh, what do you think of the team?" And I said, "Oh my God, we're going to lose." And then you told me I was wrong. Oh, there you go. I'm right <laughs> because of Guion Edwards. <laughs> to be fair, you were right and I was wrong, but um, I was very, very nervous about Guion Edwards uh, where he was playing because it's the same position as Accrington, and I felt that was one of our weak spots um, at Accrington. And uh, we were in the pub beforehand, very, very nervous that we'd come out to another Accrington. I really didn't want to go home on Tuesday night from a with a two-nil defeat. I couldn't be bothered with dealing <laughs> with that. But it was. Um, I actually don't think I was wrong though. I didn't think he played particularly well in that position. No, I don't think it's fair playing in there and well, I was, was even, <laughs> even further back Amy because he was a wing back at Accrington and he's yeah, an orthodox, yeah, orthodox yeah, even, you're right. even harder defensively from 
starting that bit further back, isn't it? Richard? Uh, no, I was apprehensive about Edwards as well. Um, uh, just wanted to call out, I think, um, on the flagship, we kind of thought that Norris would get the nod. Um, so not entirely surprised by that. And, yeah, happy to see Judge back in having had a really good 10, 15-minute cameo at Southend as well. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, let me go through this um, Rochdale team. And, uh, I mean, you can sort of just make mention of um, anybody who's going to come up during the game. The formation that who scored have given it, obviously you guys saw the team shape, I didn't, looks a lot like a, a Luton 4-4-2 with one and then three rotating. Yeah. You know, we're all kind of full of praise for their midfield anyway. Um, so lynching goal, Matheson, this um, young guy who scored at Old Trafford, O'Connell, not that one, don't worry, <laughs> and McShane, centre-halves, uh, Kierhan is the left-back, Williams sitting, Dunn, Morley and Pike. Don't tell him your name in midfield. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> I just saw it and my face lit up, Amy. <laughs> Quick as a flash. Thanks, so, you know. Um, Camps and Henderson. Um, anyone stand out in there, Richard, as we, as we go into the game? I'm sure we're not going to cover too much. Uh, so I, I guess I'd call out um, Matheson, obviously. He was up against Judge. Which you've Judge. said call out four times. I'm doing it for your own yeah. your own good. Someone will tweet you something horrible. Say again, sorry. What was that? You said call out four call times. Call out, have someone I? Will, call out. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to give a shout that. out to Luke Matheson. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's basically five foot five. He was up against Judge, who's five foot five, I think, five foot six. So that was quite a, a diminutive uh, battle there on that side of the pitch. Um, I, if um, if David Diamond was there, I think he would have quite liked um, Jordan Williams, number eight, who kind of sat in front of the defence and was a bit of a quarterback for one of a less nerdy phrase. Um, uh, and yeah, we all know about Henderson up front, um, ex Norwich. Um, record number of uh, 280 appearances or something for them 100 odd goals um but yeah mm -hmm. it's a bit of a conversion from a 433 previously so that was a bit of a surprise who was the young lad with the curly hair on that was the Matheson, right hand oh that was Matheson. i think so right uh, yeah i liked him <laughs> do you want to he's, yeah he's gonna he's gonna make lots of money out of this football isn't he um <laughs> do you want to take over then rich um talk me through the first half because um I had the joys of everybody watching at the game and the WhatsApp groups dinging and the general doom of whenever whenever this happens. Am I right in saying that the first half was not good? And I'll, I'll pass over to you two to maybe do it between you. So you've got the My New Show, Rich. Take us up to half-time and then I'll chime back in then. Sure. So I, the thing to call out, I guess... Again, me um, is um, about five minutes of um, minute silence for uh, Memorial Sunday. Um, I think Ipswich fans, after last season's debacle at Millwall, I think were a little bit conscious to not repeat that. So we were kind of two minutes silence before the silence even began, before kickoff, because it wasn't really explained. And then a well observed two minute silence after that, and lots of fireworks going off as well. If I was a parent, Amy in Rochdale trying to put my kids to bed and fireworks were going off all through dog the match. Owner. A dog owner, cat owner, I'd be pretty peed off, I think. Um, but let me take you through the match action. Um, nothing really to talk about for 10 minutes until Garbutt volleys one over the roof of quite low stand behind the goal. Um, 14 minutes, there's an effort for Pike. 
don't tell him your name, Pike, um, but Garber deflects it wide for a corner. This one is close. Ipswich started, it was kind of similar pattern to Atkinson. We'd, we'd actually had the majority of the possession looked okay, hadn't really created a huge amount, and then suddenly 15 minutes kind of clicks a little bit for Rochdale. Camps, I think it is, um, has a really good shot, actually. Uh, um, Left-hand side, um, <coughs> from the away end, we're looking behind it. We can see it's just wide of the post, but it's not too far away. Um, but I've noted here, always going wide. Well struck, though. Um, 22 minutes, Camps again is crossing in from the right. I think, is it, are we going with Done or Done or Don? Um, as a tame effort save from Norris. 36 minutes though, Amy. Hopefully we call this one. Wolfenden is climbing all over his mark from a judge corner. Heads it against the post. This was close, wasn't it? That was um, a bit of out, uh, out, a bolt out of the blue, having kind of been sat back and been second best for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, I'm glad you said nothing happened for the first 10 minutes because that's when I've been trying to recall what happened on mm. Tuesday night and I was thinking, I remember looking at the pitch Nasty. thinking, uh, the I don't think anything's happened yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was reminiscent of Accrington when Wolfie came so close there um, and you just felt the whole crowd, that really did feel like it had gone in. The whole the whole of the stand rose up because we thought it had gone in and um, was hoping that would kick us into gear and start mm. a few more shots and like get us going but it didn't <laughs> no I didn't know it was Wolfenden um, was one of my picks Ben I think um, this was I think a lot of people I think um, it was a guy called Tim Edwards who was on with GB on the Naked Footy Show who I, who I caught up with another person I caught up with um, was quite um, effusive over Wolfenden I thought he was he was good probably one of our picks um, on that night and it's a shame he's not got he's had a couple of attempts and he'll have one later on as well um, from a corner 43 Amy's talked about this already we we weren't really at it. Um, we hadn't, we'd had quite a lot of the ball, not too many clear-cut chances, and Norwood yeah. cut a very frustrated figure. Um, Paul McShane, wily old character, has been around the championship for many seasons, um, decided that he was going to have a bit of Norwood, and the two of them jousted for a while until Norwood did his usual kind of red mist, descended, and decided to kick him off the side of the pitch and picked up a book in a 43. Um, and... There was everyone was kind of expected to go down for half time, a bit of bovril, and um, Ipswich hit the post. I uh, hit the bar, sorry. Garbert, right. judge, short corner routine again that worked well for the third goal at South End. Um, it's cleared back out to Garbert on the edge of the box. He's got time actually to pick a cross here. I don't know whether you think Amy he should be crossing this in, but he has a shot nonetheless, and it smacks to the bar. I don't know whether the keeper gets a touch on it, but that's the last action of the first half I think by that point I was just willing us to take a shot wherever it, yeah. it just reached that stage where it was like come on do something and um, there was a few of us stood in the tunnel like heading out for a pint and and then they we looked like we were going to score so it's that the old like trying to dodge the stewards from telling you to move and things like that but it was uh, yeah it was a shame so, um, sorry Amy my question right. to you guys then is given you have essentially two wingers playing as fullbacks and the pattern in these away games has been kill them in the first 20 minutes and then sit back. Why the why the slow start? Or was it down to Rochdale actually being that rarity of a League One team who can actually keep the ball? So there was a bit of that. I think their midfield... Uh, num um, I've forgotten his name already. Number eight. What was number eight? Uh, Williams. Williams, I think, did a good, quite a good job there. Um, Scoose, I th again, I heard people say Scoose had a good game. Not so much for me. I think Scoose was was busy, and I think Scoose had to do a lot of 
organising. Um, but mm. certainly, it wasn't a good first half for Danny Rowe down the right-hand side. Him and Edwards just didn't work. And the ball didn't really stick with Nolan in the central midfield. So, excuse we know can ping passes around, orange passes, and he did a few of those. But we just didn't really have a pattern to our play. We've talked about this a lot as well. I don't know whether... You know, I called out in the first half that it, when it's not working, the easiest thing for you to do to try and change something is swap your wide men around. And it, we did that at half-time. But to me, we, we were just a bit stale, needed a bit of mm. impetus, and it just wasn't coming from anywhere. And, you know, as Amy said, the crowd were willing Garber to have the shot, which is what he did. Um, but there wasn't a huge amount for us to shout about. We were weathering the storm a little bit as well, weren't we? It was mm. it was a case of, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I felt like it, it would be, in the first half, I felt like it would be any minute that Rochdale managed to score because it, they were having... They were having decent chances. It was just that they couldn't pull them off, and thank God, because otherwise we could have we could have easily been down a couple of goals by half time. Yeah. Is this another case of um, this four four two where you afford yourself the two um, forwards and you're playing against clearly outnumbered? In I know I bang on about this every time, but is this another one of outnumbered in central midfield? I know you mentioned about Skews and Skews and Nolan there, but Particularly in, when you said about Skews pinging balls around, that was at that time where they brought him back and he had space last season I've mm. been referring to. But he's in the trenches in a in a four four two with, and I assume uh, Nolan and Downs are very different players. I assume it's very different playing next to Downs than it is next to yeah. next to Nolan. That seems a very different experience, right? Yeah, well, both of them dropped deep, and Nolan kept dropping deeper and deeper to try and get the ball but it, we were kind of reverting to just pinging it out to the wings and hoping for the best Jackson and Norwood weren't in the game whatsoever we didn't even no. try and find Jackson down the side which we'd been doing to good success at South End it just felt a little bit disorganised Ben and there was a few moments where Roe Edwards didn't know who to drop when Rochdale broke forward Scoose gave someone a bollocking as well because we were caught out down that side and it just felt like you, like Amy probably had kind of visions of in her mind, which is you're playing square pegs in round holes and attacking yeah. players who don't know where to be positioned when we're when we're um, in defensive phase. So I wasn't surprised to see a little bit of a switcheroo of Rowan well, Judge at half time. But uh. Richard, looking at a picture of this team as well, when you're talking about the square pegs in the round holes, they're all down the sides as well. Yeah, you say Edwards, yeah, not a fullback. Yeah. Rowe's going to be better the other side. Judges, well, we still don't know. <laughs> judges. But I'd, I'd imagine, I don't know if you've got average positions or what have you, but I'd imagine Rowe and Edwards were pretty much side by side in that graphic. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that, um, particularly Matheson, he was quite advanced um, down Judges' side. I'm trying you to remember the left back. Yeah. 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 yeah, and they were much better at that than we were. Should we go on to the so, second half? Yeah, go, go ahead. <clears throat> All he's going to do is switch the wingers, but. I just, as soon as anyone was mentioned that, I just was recalling Portman Road playing really well against Bristol City last season. All they did was switch their wingers and destroyed us. And as mm. Eliasson and Patterson, was it? Switched them over. Who then destroyed Spence and uh, it was Edwards again, I think, mm. last season. So can work sometimes. Yeah, and I think the switcheroo worked for both players, actually. I think Judge was much better in the second half. And certainly Downs, as we're about to find out. Um, it works for him as well. It's um, 
uh, no action until 53 minutes uh, in my notes. Um, Scoose feeds the ball wide to Edwards. He's in all kinds of space. And this is a theme actually for quite a bit of the second half and some of the end of the first where our wide players actually find themselves quite a lot of time and space. Um, Edwards it is who loops the cross into the middle of the area. I think it deflects maybe off off the left back as it goes in. Um, there is all kinds of jostling in the penalty area, Amy. And it's um, Danny Rowe who had, had a bit of a mixed first half if I'm going to be polite who is quickest <laughs> to react I think it could have come off any one of them really couldn't it I, th I don't think it was particularly skilled bless him but it was nice having had not such a good first half I think it was good for him um, and uh, ecstatic uh, and to my mind from that point onwards we became the better team and probably the team we should have been all season really but we were we were much more in control yeah, that is uh, the first second, goal. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, is it? For, I, I think well, it is his first. I think it is. He might have scored in a cup, maybe, I think. But I think that's yeah, the first league goal. Talk to me about the knee slide celebration. We'll give it a score out of 10. <laughs> well, I didn't obviously didn't see it on the night, but the um, he sort of looks like he he gets locked, doesn't he? And then he falls over, and then he's like he tries to sort of style it out, like yeah, I meant to do this, I meant to lay down so you can all jump on top of me. I made a comment on Twitter. I don't think I'd have got up if I'd have done a knee slide. I wouldn't have been able to get back up afterwards. And someone said, yeah, well, Ro didn't manage it either. So <laughs> um, true. yeah, the pitch the pitch wasn't particularly good. I I, I the, it was quite slow and in the the opposite side to us the ball kind of got bogged down a little bit there i don't know when that didn't help him ben dave would no. kill me if i didn't say when the other winger has got the ball and amy summed up that you know nothing about skill get in the box get in the box you know what i mean yeah. get, get in the box make up the make up the extra number you don't need to I don't think we do that often enough, do we? Like Wolfie's goal, uh, what should have been a goal at Accrington, if there'd just been a couple more round him maybe, it just all bundled the ball in. You know, like you used to on the school play on the school pitch, you'd, you'd just all fall on it to get it in. But um, yeah, so that was. Uh, I do think that that was that was a turning point for us, definitely. I had just literally, I had just said to my friend. There is one goal in this half, and whoever gets it will win the game. Mm. And then we scored, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm all right now." I'm yeah, we <laughs> bloody love one in away win now. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> Rochdale unhappy with with the goal, Ben. There's quite a, a big protest for about a minute after the goal goes in with the referee. I think it's Norden Jackson. It's very kind of NFL. They're kind of blocking the centre back. Oh, is it Alan Nil? It's <laughs> yeah, it's an Alan Nil special. It's um and the kind of. Uh, the, the centre-back's kind of part allowing Rowe the space to nip in between them. And I think it's Jackson Norwood either being very clever or just being in the right place at the right time. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a, I'm not going to pretend it's a good goal, but it's circumstances work out Rich, very well for your, us. Your show last year with Harry, Harry used to bang his fist on the desk and say, why is every other team savvy against us and we're not savvy against another team? So maybe at this level, we're the ones that are, doing the clever blocks and things from everybody does it don't they it's a great shout about Alan Nil actually it does remind me of the the got that um, was it a corner or a long throw in I oh, think good. Jack O'Connell comes over and takes an uh, inordinately long time to drink an energy tube yeah. it's like I'm sitting there having watched Sheffield United 20 times that season going oh god I'm glad they're not going to be watching yeah there's all kind of showering so it's good to be on the right end of it yeah. this time um 
there's, again, there's not a huge amount of action for me to talk through here. Garbutt, again, one of the better players, I think, on the night. Um, has a low free kick that kind of skids through. The turf is a little bit damp, I guess, at this point. Um, Lynch gets the save and Edwards can't get to the rebound before the defenders who clear it away. Um, Wolfenden, again, is um, rising to meet a corner. But this time he flashes his head just wide. It's similar to Chambers away at South End. Um, if anyone remembers that one. Um, Can I ask you both a question quickly? Mm. Whenever I moan about the lack of pattern of play this season, um, people come back to me and they say, ah, Ben, though, we're going 1-0 we're going up and then we're controlling the game at 1-0, you know. Was there any sense of that? Because I was, like, watching through my fingers at Milton Keynes at 1-0 and at Burton at 1-0. And we talk about the ludicrous away record, seven away wins mm. in the first nine games. Um, was there any sense of control um yeah. not for me but amy <laughs> might think that oh i i thought so absolutely I, I thought we calmed down completely after we'd scored and it's I, I keep saying it every time i come on to chat with you guys it's confidence we haven't had confidence since mick mccarthy drained it out of them and now we're slowly getting it back and when we're when we're worried about like being nil nil and conceding we're not as in control as right we've scored a goal this is it we're the better team now and you know they'd suddenly realize it's like a light bulb goes on oh yeah we are the better team today and uh, and that is no disrespect to Rochdale or, or any of the other teams well the other one team that I've seen this season we are the best side in the league because we are top of it and we need to be starting to you know own that and start living that really but I did think we were much more in control I just think as Ipswich fans we are not. <laughs> and we are watching from behind our fingers because we expect Ipswich to be conceding a stupid that's goal not at any to minute. Fans, Amy, <laughs> well, that's true. No, <laughs> and that, I think we've been doing it for 18 years, haven't we? So. <laughs> and, that's, and that's my mindset. And, and yeah, I agree with you, Amy, that um, particularly this season, I think. And, and we talked on the flagship about Rochdale when they generally concede. Admittedly, they've got this weird record of scoring and conceding before the 30 minute mark um, but we know that teams in this league when they when they concede that might be game over and we've seen that before and, and it was and you know in hindsight or you know after the match we can say yeah. Rochdale kind of um, probably that affected them and, and we were comfortable um, but it never felt like we had control of the ball Ben I think the, they came back at us a bit too much for me and if mm. we score one of these chances you know Wolf Wooden's header I'm about to talk about Judge's long-range shot that's kind of an outswing a bit too close to the keeper, which was a good effort. If one of these goes in, then I, th I'm, I think everyone is a little it bit It just feels like a mythical concept this season, Richard, controlling the game, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. And, it's and, like, and, what, what is it? Where, where do I find it? How do I... Give me five minutes of footage where we can... Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It feels odd, doesn't it? You know. And, and I think the two things that we will continue to talk about, we need to do a New Year's resolution to stop talking about A, Ipswich needing to control and have a, a pattern of play and two, we need to stop pretending that League One's anything good because let's be honest, if Rochdale are any good, they score at least one of their chances in the first half and it's a different game and we've seen this throughout the season. League One is crap, let's be honest. Two, the final third, the, the back third and the front third, that is where the quality is and we take our chances this season and that is the difference and yeah, it would be good to dominate 90 minutes. If we dominate 45 minutes and score at least one goal we're probably going to win most matches this season yeah. so maybe i need to get off my high horse a little bit ben no 
No, let's be let's have high expectations. <laughs> um, last few bits and pieces of action. We talked about judges' effort. That was we were kind of again the way support was just behind that lovely strike. Um, if that's a little bit further out to the corner, that's um, that's maybe going in. Um, this one is a good opportunity um, for Henderson. It is. It's um, it's Keo Hain who exchanges pass with Donny on the right on the left hand side. Cross goes through. Um, over the top of everyone but falls to Henderson of all the people that they would want it to fall to and all he can do is scoop the ball with the outside of his boot well over the bar from quite close in actually um, that was a good chance for them um, 80 minutes we've got a double change so Giorgio mythical Giorgio finally gets some minutes <laughs> um, he replaces Rowe um, keen on for Nord who again as I say apart from a booking and some blocking for the goal hadn't really had much to talk about for his How performance How fit did Keane look? Um, Keane came on and didn't really do much, Ben. Yeah, Amy's shaking no. her head, I agree. Yeah, there was some... And this was the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I've got nothing written down here in respect of chances apart from Jackson's one in injury time. But it felt really fraught and we needed Keane to be pressing from the front and he just didn't do that. At least you get that with Norwood and Jackson. Um, that's not Keane's game. That's um, He's not there to do that. Um, Dizelle got some minutes, 88th minute substitute for Judge. Six... Uh, he no, he didn't. I'm trying to figure out how that configuration ended up, um, but Dizel was certainly central for my book. But maybe he drifted in for the only mm. contribution he makes is for the assist for Jackson's chance, but he worries mm. in the middle of the pitch. Um, I can't recall what happened. Not Who, bad, Rich. Come on, um, they, eight minutes, and it's a great ball. Up. It's, it's a it, lovely it? ball. But six minutes felt excessive as well let's be honest that was ridiculous <laughs> do we actually know where it came from the referees magical everyone sits there and they <laughs> do this ridiculous dance of rash, rash, substitution 30 seconds I, I consulted my law book on this and there's nothing it's completely discretionary what for the goal celebration it does not say 30 seconds per sub one minute per goal or whatever basically they can select what the hell they like because it says at their discretion. Um, it feels like though we've gone from for years it was always like three minutes every game. Like it's like we've gone yeah. from one extreme one extreme to the next, haven't we? Now it's always always six or seven. But look, we all hate time wasting, don't we? So if it discourages teams. Yeah, and I think Norris was doing a little bit of time wasting got called out for it. There were some bits and pieces, but not not six minutes. Officials not great that night. The linesman on our side, I tweeted this was was always a yard or two yards behind the play. Yeah. There was a clear offside in the second half, which could have led to a really good chance for Rochdale, where I think, I can't remember, don't think it was Matheson, it might have been, who was t clearly offside. Linesman's way behind the play. Um, anyway, no rants about I officials. liked the one on the other side, though, who was really extravagant. He was like, like this, <laughs> this flag. <laughs> like, really like these videos the you game. see. <laughs> that MasterCard video with that ref, do you remember that? <laughs> I like the one where the referee, the ballet dancer referee oh, was quite good. Yeah. Oh. Um, the, uh, the injury time, it feels like the complete opposite of Fergie time. Yeah. Like the referees are called it to go time now. Cloughage time. Cloughage. I love that. I've not heard that before. It's yeah, so that's not my line. It's clockage time now because Liverpool keeps scoring at the, yeah, bloody villa, at the end of the game. But um, 95th minute, yeah, big poop, big punt. I don't know what I was saying there. Um, <laughs> from the, from Norris up the pitch. Georgia, as I said, in acres, wide, wide players. Um, I think Rochdale went quite narrow to defend for us. Um, Georgia's got ages of time. I think they're pushing men up forward as well. Chess it down, dribbles infield. Nice ball into Dizel, who takes a quick touch. And this is... 
bed. We've talked about this, and Dave has talked about this. This is the only kind of pass that um, only player that can make this kind of pass is Dazelle. Lovely weight to it, right in the path of Jackson. He's too close in, in on goal and too on close into the keeper. He tries to lift it over him, I think, but it's too close. Keeper makes the saves, and that he's would a have tease, isn't he? He is a tease, yeah. He just we know we know he's there, but he just doesn't have any chance. I, I'm trying to. Uh, there's a Brent quote, and I'm, I'm I can't <laughs> remember it. It's when he wants to go Parkinson. <laughs> people just don't want to hear me. Um, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> that is full time them. And um, 900 Ipswich fans go crazy, and we have the arms in the air celebration. Um, all very nice. Very cold though. And Chambers the first time... shouting top of the league. Chambers going, yeah. Well. Chambers well up for it. Yeah. yeah, they're just grinding out these, and I mean, yeah. these away wins. And I, I hadn't, I hadn't clicked on the tables and divided them into home and away. I had not realised that. So what's that? Seven wins, um, a draw and a defeat. Is that right? In nine away games. Oh, no, you're 22, asking. 22 points in nine games away from home. It's mad, it, isn't it? Just, it's insane. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everyone would take 13, wouldn't they, at the start After of the season? After years of like feeling like, especially under McCarthy, like the team hadn't even bothered turning up at right. away games. If you offered me a point, so I wouldn't nice get on the bus, Amy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a um, ridiculous It's such total. a nice turnaround, yeah. And yeah. it's is it confidence? Is it? I know you've said it's coming up in the questions, but is it the away fans? Um, we were a third of the attendance. Yes. Yeah. On Tuesday night, even but, though I remember when we were weird. when we were relegated down from the Premier League, it went totally the other way. Being the big team, I always remember being at Reading when Nicky Forster scored a hat trick, and I remember the announcer going, "Come on, they've just come down from the Premier League. This is a big scout. Come on, Red!" And the, all the other teams raised their game, but it seems in League One um, they can't then being the big team. Maybe they can't. Or maybe they know, you know, Rochdale, to be fair, let's look at, if you're Rochdale and you look at that lineup, you don't even, it doesn't matter, it's 4-4-2, you look at it and you go, Garbutt from Everton on loan, Chambers, he's played in the Championship most of his career, um, mm. Cole Scoose, judging played, the Island team, judging the Island team, Jackson and Norwood, amongst the top scorers in the division, Norwood we know is a yep. hard bastard from Tranmere and Forest Green or whatever, <laughs> you know, you've got Hughes on the bench, Georgiou on the bench, Keane on the bench, I mean, bloody, you, you defeat it, before you even kick a ball, maybe. Was it David Diamond that said uh, on one of the earlier podcasts that he was saying that we always talk about the gap between the Championship and the Premier League, but actually the bigger gap is the Championship and League One. And the I truth mean, is we are we are, we are, are a Championship side. We were a shit Championship side, but we are a Championship side. So we should be absolutely bossing the away games. Yeah. And I don't. I genuinely don't mean that to be arrogant, because as an Ipswich fan, I never ever believe we're going to win. So, but it's just actually when you look at those sides, yes, we should be beating them, because you're spot on. Most of the team is a Championship team. Yep. Should we do some questions, Ben? I've got nothing to add. I don't think. I think. Do we've... you want me to do questions and you answer them, or are you going to do sure. them? Sure. I, I. Well, I can. I'll have them as well, and then you can again give you some as well. How about that? Um. Andy Nichols, do we think Dizelle will leave in the January transfer window? Amy? I almost feel like we should have cashed in on him over the summer. I would not have been personally particularly sad if he'd gone and we'd got a bit of cash for him. Um, I think we would have all loved him. I, I think we say this every po- every time I'm on here, don't we? We, um, You guys do it every podcast. Um, I think we all would have loved to have seen this be a beautiful story. Um, but he... 
he just isn't physical enough. He just, we need a bit of something. We need people with a bit of something about them. And he just, he's nice to watch when he's not giving the ball away, but it's, he's just not right for this league or for our team. How, how good would he be if he went to Brentford? Yeah, I was, I was. Quality, uh, David Diamond. David Diamond's the most quoted person on this show tonight. Um, but <laughs> he, Ricky Gervais, <laughs> true. Um, we'll get more partridge as well. But he'll, he definitely say, Dizelle will make a career of himself somewhere else, a better yeah. team maybe. And it's just really sad for us yeah. that it's not a fit. But I, I don't think. I'm not sure I'm up for cashing in, but I suspect he might get a loan in January. I'd be. Isn't he out of contract in the summer though, Ben? Uh, past, oh, yeah, know, we sorry. need to get money for him, I think, but yeah, it'd be a shame. Um, um, do, go on. Yeah, I was just going to do the next one because it chimed into what we'd said already. Um, Mike talking about one nils and promotion, and that's going to be a debate unless we do start winning. Although I remember a time in September when it was three nil and four nil yeah. every week, but you're right, Amy, to point out that it's away games and you're not just going to turn up to other people's stadiums and turn people over. David Pascoe, this is where we're getting greedy now. Listen to the totals he's talking about. Um, what would be a good points return from our league matches up to Boxing Day? Um, five of our next six games are against sides in the top nine, plus we have a trip to Pompey. And then he says um, 13 points from the six games. So he still wants two points per game from it, which is my which is my stock answer. But um, Rich, a few more difficult games coming, and also the nature of the fixture list with the the gaps and what whatnot. Now, yeah. um, I know I'm a broken record, but um, two points per game is where it's at for me. Yeah, I don't think so. Blackpool and Coventry are weird games. I, so every home game we should be looking to winning to win this season. I'm I'm not going to take anything other than wins and Rotherham was a crap performance I know but we should always be looking to win. Coventry I think have, have kind of they're definitely on the wane. There's kind of some draws and defeats in there. Um, maybe not as big a force as we thought they were so that might be a hashtag winnable away game. Portsmouth tough. Um, I'm trying to do the maths in my head. What we got? Blackpool at home. Three. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Wickham at home is a tough one, isn't it? And And Wickham away. Although that's after Boxing Day, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've got... We need to be, we've talked about the kind of mindset or psychology of Ipswich turning up to a, on an away day yeah. with a great squad. We need to set a message out here that we're not going away. And we and you're right, Ben, we need to be top of the league or top two with a huge, yeah. massive gap in January, strengthened by a couple of decent players that are preparing us for the championship. And everyone will hate playing against us. We'll win before we've even turned up. We've got to be doing that because I won out of League One. I know people are liking the away days and stuff, but... I can't deal with another season down here. We need to be back up in the championship. Richard, I'm, I'm going to steal a point from um, Joe, just to make a change from stealing one from Dave, um, <laughs> <laughs> about the whole three-horse race thing. And I remember watching athletics once, and one of the commentators said something so clever. He said, everyone was talking about times and world records and stuff. And he said, guys, it's a race, Yeah. The first person to get past the line wins. And we might, as much as I love extrapolating points and stuff, we might be in a three-team race. If, if Wickham don't tail off, three teams might get 80 to, 80 to 90 points, even in a 44-game league. And we might have to pundit this a little bit differently and say, look, it's a race, you know, and... Three teams might take points off each other, might collapse at the end, and it might not be as simple as sitting here, adding up, oh, two points per game, bish, bash, bosh, 85, 88, around there. What if all these three teams, as we think, if Madison, Tony and Isa keep doing it for Peterborough, Wickham is ridiculous, and mm. sometimes these teams just just keep going. I mean, we spent seven months hoping for Norwich to fall apart last year, yeah. and they've got 94 points. So, yeah, um, agreed. Did you, did you see the point on yeah, yeah. that it's a race, this, not a... Well, I've, yeah. I've got another analogy for you, and it's, it's the athletics racing. I remember Mo Farah winning the gold in the um, London 2012, 10,000 metres, I think it was, and he got to the front right at the start of the race. 10,000 metres, it's a marathon, not a sprint. He got to the front really quickly and was basically shoulder barging everyone out of the way. He controlled the pace, and then when he wanted to go win and go for the line he went for it. And I think that's our biggest chance here. We are not a team, I don't think, that can chase and catch up. I think no. we we'll we need to be the one that tries to set the pace. And if Wickham are going to be side by side with us, great. Peterborough, a lovely blip at the moment for them. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> but our, yeah, if we drop away over Christmas and New Year into January and then have to make up ground, that's when I don't think we'll be at our best. Um, there you go. So there's another analogy for you guys. Yeah, interesting. Um, so, um, go on. Jack Barham um, is on the performance finger. Why is it we always want a 90-minute performance? No team dominates a game from start to finish. It's just great to see us win. Can I just say on behalf of all of the podcast, we don't, uh, I know people may be saying that, we don't expect the team to be brilliant for 90 minutes. It, it, it just never happens. 85. The thing, we've, the thing we've debated is, you see some teams and the plan is so obvious for the entire the entire game and you have peaks and troughs within the game. And just that thing of controlling 
controlling the game. But I, de I don't think anyone expects us to be... When, when has anyone ever been good for 90 minutes? Great. Yep. Um, I'll do a question. Um, Andy Grimes, if there are funds available, if there are funds available, um, Marcus Evans, the known to be lovely and um, spend happy, should we strengthen January? Would it give us a boost or disrupt a tight-knit squad, Amy? Really, really tough one. I mean, uh, immediately I'm thinking, yes, we need to buy a right back. Fuck it, buy three. Um but other than that, I'm loath to upset the team and we already have such a big squad. I mentioned when I was on it last time about the 23 players used already. So I feel like I wouldn't want to tip the balance. It's a nice, the team are all, there's a really good morale and things like that. But I, I would put all of the budget into getting a good right back or two. That would be my... <laughs> Ben, are you strengthening anywhere else? I mean, Vincent Young, um, we want to hope he's comes back. Football utopia of Bristol City and Preston and Brentford. I want sign-ins and sales all the time and trying to make up. We've never been able to do it. You know what we were saying on the last on the last part about, you know, just signing and integrating and to constantly be looking for, for good players. Um, yep. I know we're not made of money, but and again, that is me my utopian vision of our transfer strategy there's quite a good chat on the flagship between joe and ben and i on that one so i definitely encourage people to go back and listen to that i think it was quite an interesting one we'll have it we'll definitely come back to that conversation around january time i think and ben i'll, I'll come to you on this one as well um, benjamin area who's been your standout player so far this season um, and he also worries about teams sniffing around our squad come january anyone stand out for you um it's a bit boring to say Flynn Downs, isn't it? Because he's probably the most saleable asset at the highest value, isn't it? Um, I say, um, I always like John Nolan. He's a kind of mm. languid, plays the game, looks like he's playing the game slowly, which is probably fooling us unprofessionally trained eyes because he's probably doing something very right. And we're like, why is he moving so slowly? Why is he dragged on the passes quite, quite that way? So, um, but yeah, Kane, Vincent Young, and Flynn Downs, obviously. But oh, yeah. you know, Amy, Caden Jackson. Yeah, he's been. I mean, I, he's been my favourite so far. He he was my favourite towards the end of last season as well. But I'm really pleased with how well he's doing. I think him and Norwood is a beautiful partnership. I was, we were talking about Murphy and McGoldrick. Um, on Tuesday night, me and my friends and their their, their partnership not quite on a level with Daryl Murphy's uh, 25 goal season, but it feels like that. It feels like they fit really well together. And even when Norwood's not scoring, the way he helps, the, uh, we just play better with him in the side. And I think him and Caden, as long as Lambert doesn't stick him up front on his own, Caden has been like my favourite player to watch this season so far. I always like a player who starts the season with expectations, maybe down there and plays at that level and to me Wolfenden we were hoping I think would be a big player for this season and I think he has I'd agree with Ben on Nolan as well and yeah Jackson you know there was a good chance that Jackson might be one of the strikers that was going to be sold in the summer and it was mm. Harrison who went in the end and I think yeah he's definitely played himself into Jackson into has changed the whole script though Richard this yeah. whole what system are we playing what are we doing is all down to Jackson playing his way into the team and yeah. kind of forcing us to play a front two, isn't it? So, mm. yeah. Shall I do one more question and I'll hand back to you, Ben? 
Yeah, I, I wrote down a couple of bits um, as you were speaking, so I'll, I'll come back um, after you do the last question. Okay, um, this one from ITFC Mark is an interesting one. We've It kind of dovetails quite nicely with chat about January um, and players that we think are doing well. Um, his question, if slash when, Amy, we get up, where does this team sit, in your opinion? Mid, table, bottom, um, will the Moners all come back with a club? Blimey, ITFC Mark. Let's be positive, eh? <laughs> but we're, we're, the current squad's ignoring any kind of jan January business that we can only um, speculate about. Do you think this team is good enough to stay up in the championship if it was to get promoted? Can we deal with that next year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Battered that it, one it away. It was the topic of conversation at halftime where I was stood. There was me and my mates. There was the people behind us talking about it. Everybody is saying, yes, this year is really enjoyable, but what are we going to do with this squad next year? Let's just deal with it next year. Let's not worry about it. Let's. This is the first time in 17 years we've had something to enjoy. Please, 19 years for something to enjoy. Please, can we just... I, I'm trying to make the most of it before I start worrying about what the team's going to be like and you've got a we've got the winning mentality back so maybe yeah. that will be enough to help us in the championship sometimes though amy what next is the most important question isn't it um, not now it's no, november no. have a not plan no. no i totally agree with you that it's fun this bit but there has to be i think if you say you said to like name a position richard um this bunch of players playing whatever system it is they're doing at the moment i watch a lot of championship is well i don't, you know where i'm you know where i'm going with it um you look so. at look at west brom stoke on monday night was a great example of west brom team full of quality players including loanies from the premier league um, Stoke with again an ex Premier League team who just totally bereft of confidence. Um, that confidence point, the winning mentality you talked about, Amy, is, is there, but the opposition at the Championship level is just a well, we're total, about literally golf. a tier above, isn't it? Earlier, Amy yeah. was talking about golf down to League One, which we're seemingly coasting quite well. You, we do go up, there's another three teams coming down from the Premier League with. 45 million quid in their pockets from um, the parachute payments, aren't they? It's... Mm. If you look at it individually, like you were saying before, Chambers is, has been championship all his career. Scoose is still good enough for the championship. Um, Norwood has just made the step up to League One and I suspect would just as easily make the step up to the championship because he'd just do things like he did on Tuesday and wind the defenders up. Um, Jackson will use this season as developing his 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 level. Um, Guion, all right, maybe not a big fan, but he will develop from us being more successful this year. Um, who else have we mentioned today that did well? well we, the players... Wolfism. Yes, Wolfie. So the, it's like this is their in training for next year and this could be what helps them make the step up next year because we're they're building the confidence and I, I do think most of them Nolan that was who we mentioned before he in a better season with better morale he's already getting much much better well, and remember he came in with no pre-season late into the middle of the absolutely yeah absolutely. Rain, didn't he so maybe if he comes in having been in a team that scores a load of points um I, I love these conversations, though, where we've already decide, decided that we're promoted. Great. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's so bad, isn't it? It's going to bite us in the bum. <laughs> Go on, Ben. You, uh, oh, no, I, was, I was just saying, um, when I wrote down the team, um, 
judging Garbutt both in there and having a right-footed and left-footed set play um, taker, how you've said how rudimentary League One is, that puts you over and above when you've got those two in the starting lineup that you're likely to score from a set play or a recycled set play every second game or something. Yeah, really. what's happening, Stuff isn't like it? That. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a weird pontification um, about these midweek games and these rearranged games. And tell me if you think this is a completely stupid theory, right? Ipswich's biggest strength is their squad and their ability to, you know, two players in a lot of positions that are seemingly a quality above. Is there an argument that that manifests itself most in a midweek game, in a three-game week, when we're the team that can rotate and put new players in? And I'm just trying to find this bizarre, brilliant away record and winning... Do you know what I mean? If I was defending the rearranged games, well, surely we're so much better equipped to cope with midweek games. I know we lost to Rotherham, um, but... No, is there something in that? There's something in that and there's something in the fact that um, Saturdays where there's internationals, 90% of the rest of the league will play a match and we won't. So if we, we've got a rearranged game on a Tuesday like this week, I know it's Bury, um, it wasn't an international break. Um, Rochdale played Bristol Rovers on Saturday. We had a game off, you know. So I think that is there's a rotation, is an opportunity, is a is a is a benefit. Um, and sitting a game out, I think, um, you know, these these teams don't have the squad we do. I think there's something definitely in that. But it's a it's a, it's a pon- it's good pontification. There's such thing as a good pontification. No one likes it. Isn't that inherent in the? Yeah, get my yeah. thesaurus out. <laughs> uh, more questions. Um, Mullet, who I met up with before during the match. Chambers were very emotional at full time and gesticulating wildly in joy and celebration. Do you think our squad needs to be top to try and um, right the manner of last year's relegation and quiet any doubts? Amy, this is kind of up your street, I think, from what you were just saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely we do. We, we need to, um, I'm not sure where it came from, but the 100 points, 100 goals hashtag, that's the mentality we need to have. I'm, so I'm sorry it is. We need to be going all out. And I, I was nodding along to Ben earlier about it being a race. We've, we've got to just take this by the horns and do it now. Let's just get it done. 96.8 points per game. Uh, sorry, points. Uh, with <laughs> Points per game uh, is the extrapolate, by the way. I, oh, thought, it? I, I thought I'd do that. Blimey. Yeah. Well, no. if we hadn't had those hiccups, we'd Lemon, be there, wouldn't we? Berry, you know, that's two matches we would have won. I do, I do think um, when we go, I mean, I don't know what the stats are. I'm terrible for it, but we don't do as well when we're a goal behind because we really struggle with our confidence. Is my opinion on it. That's the sense so, of last season, certainly, wasn't it? Absolutely, and I feel like it would be the same in terms of league position as well. It's a very different mentality if you're sitting pretty at the top compared to having to chase and watching the other teams. Who cares if Peterborough are winning or losing? Let's just focus on us. And if we're second place or third or seventh, then we're going to be worrying about everybody else. And let's let's not. Let's just do what we need to do. Pulling this out of the air, Amy. Mm -hmm. We've been behind. We were behind against Peterborough 2-1. Got it back to a draw, didn't we? The one outlier is we're behind against Wimbledon and won, but then the two other occasions we lost both the games when we were mm. when we were behind. So the incredible thing is we've only been behind four times this season. What about Fleetwood? No, we clean sheet. No one. One now. Of course yeah. it was. Of course it was. Tell it's getting late. Level, didn't they? But 
Yeah, and you're, you're right. We, we just haven't been behind, have we? If you look at yeah. that over four times in 15 games, goodness me. Those clean sheets are more important than how many goals we're scoring, in my opinion. After last not, season, yeah. If you're not yeah. good at being behind, then. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> State the obvious. Just <laughs> a few more. Um, Go for it. Um, Tyg, our mate Tyg. Um, nothing to add to the questions already posted except why are football clubs incapable of building toilets with one door for entry and another for exit? Yeah. I don't know if that's that's not a euphemism matter. for something, is it? No, sorry. People just walk in both anyway. Yeah, they do what like, they want. Oh, this line looks a bit shorter in the one that's the exit. I'll go in that one. Was there ladies' <laughs> facilities for you, Amy? Is you know absolutely that's... amazing. There was about ten cubicles. It was oh, yeah, Twenty nineteen. Every exactly. <laughs> it's the gender equality. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the only time where um, the men's queue is bigger than the ladies, and I always I always have a little bit of chuckle. So it's funny when you see men moaning about the toilets because you think, yeah, welcome to being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Our expectations are very low on that front, I think. Oh, God. Um, Elm Park. <laughs> I'm trying to remember Cole Hughes' old one. I can't even... Yeah, Peterborough's Lower Road. Poor. On the way to Millwall last season, I've got a photo somewhere of, um, of a line of about 20 lads um, having a pee outside on the fence. Stay classy. <laughs> it always happens at festivals, doesn't it? There's a really big queue for the, for the toilets, and you'll just see... Yeah. Loads of blokes just going under the fence, right? Can we turn south. this around? Yeah, yeah. yeah turn it around. <laughs> um, Luke Moles, um, are we now at the point? This is. A, I like this question. Are we now at the point where these scrappy games we're winning one nil are no fluke and should be celebrated rather than greeted with negativity? We've seen, and I include myself in that. Um, people expecting complete performances are in June. We're in League One for a reason. So we've we've kind of alluded to this. Um, uh, Amy, you'll should we be picking ourselves up for? An away victory, an away clean sheet. You know, we're top of the league. Maybe I should just get back in my box, eh? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, the the nerve-wracking last 10 minutes, it would be nice if we could banish that for once in our lives as football supporters. But um, I, I totally agree. Actually, you're right. I've walked away feeling relieved and really what I should have been doing is being absolutely ecstatic that I'd seen us win away from home and we hadn't really, second half anyway, looked like we were going to lose it. So, yeah, actually, Luke, that's spot on, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Can I just chime in on that, Rich? Sure. Um, Luke could be right. And sometimes, as much as us fans don't want to admit it, um, we don't see everything. Um, sometimes us fans can't understand or appreciate um, things that like ex-players and coaches and things can see. And maybe if you were a highly qualified footbally person, you would say, oh, no, they're comfortable. Um, but sometimes when you see it through the... Like, I, I think fans don't understand goalkeepers. I, I don't think fans know how to analyse a goalkeeper's performance. So all they ever say is, oh, he's good at commanding his box, but not shot-stopping or some nonsense or... <laughs> Um, so Should have I, saved I that. Think, I think he could be right, and there's there's things that we don't see as fans that we don't understand yeah. that they're doing cleverly to be comfortable in this game in terms of Definitely. where where you give possession away, where you defend from. Um, you know, are they going into a right? Everyone fall back. You know, mid low block. What well, we don't know, do we? Yeah, one half chance after we scored. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting that. Um, so to this point, then there's a couple of questions here. One from Lee, one from Craig F, who I was also who I also, also saw, and it also bigs me up for talking about judging, um, row swapping around. 
Um, Lee asks, why, why are we persisting with Edwards at the moment? Um, at this right back position and Craig F says how do you solve a problem like Alan Judge so are we missing something Ben to your point about Edwards is he going to develop at right back or is this to try and give us more attacking intent and Judge again we've kind of talked about his discipline position need to be in a 4-4-2 do we need to just get over ourselves and accept that Lambert sees more than we do and there's a logic behind this God like 20 points just came into my head sorry um, yeah. 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 If you're right, Rich, that League One is terrible, then just play where I know was a right back and he yeah. won't get exposed, right? That's <laughs> point number one. Second, is Lambert protecting Wolfenden? Is it something there that he doesn't want Wolfenden to start getting shunted out to right back a la Chambers all those years ago? And he's saying, no, no, keep these guys centre halves. You're in my right back pool. Um, another point would be, is it a way to get Edwards in the team, who's a good player, but maybe. Rowe has done a little bit more or judges on a lot mm. more money and, you know, is it a way to get Edwards in the team? Um, I don't know. I think when Amy says um, we should sign a, a right back, you can't really disagree, can you, when you've got a brilliant right back, but when he's injured, you then play a winger who we were calling flaky defensively in defence. Um, so I think it's, um, as Dave would say, a bit of, a bit of both, a bit of all of all of those factors and it's um but probably not any single one of them if that's not a complete botch of an answer <laughs> hey me any contribution <laughs> can i go on judge yeah yeah go on judge tell us about uh, massive fan of him uh so wholly biased opinion but i would have him in the team every day because he is the only person probably for about five years since grant ledbitter who can take a set piece and he is brilliant. He's our biggest chances were the set pieces, and there was um, he had a free kick. Was his main chance was that a free kick? I don't think it was actually, was he? But the corners basically, every mm-hmm. single corner was bang on. It was getting into. I remember we went through years where we were like, for fuck's sake, get past the first man. I meant to mouth that, and I didn't. <laughs> I can bleep them out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> get through the, get past the first man, and we never, never did. Um, and like I say, Grant Ledbetter is the last one I can remember who could take a corner, and we finally got that. Waggy. Oh, yeah. Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> how could I forget my waggy? Um, but they he, never yeah, beat the first man, man. What Stop makes it. it worth having on the pitch? is the fact that he's the one that can take the set pieces. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Um, I was just going to do a bit of a wrap-up because there were some other games midweek and then I've got one final question which leads us to Lincoln quite nicely. Um, so Portsmouth um, defeats Southend. There's not a huge amount you can say about that apart from Southend. Has oh, Campbell got any points Crap. Um, Southend, let me just see what they've done of late. Uh, no, four defeats <laughs> on the bounce. No. Um, no. Um, Rochdale, nil Ipswich one. Shrewsbury one, Peterborough nil. We talked about that. You know, if only blooming Peterborough could beat Shrewsbury... Um, and Ipswich didn't play Bolton's under 21s and all that stuff. Peterborough might be in the top two, but they're not. So it's Ipswich and Wickham on 33, with Ipswich with having a game in hand. And there's a nice five-point buffer to Peterborough in third. Peterborough have also played a game more than Wickham and two more than us. That looks very nice, doesn't it? Um, and the question to lead me on to Lincoln, to wrap this all up. FPL Tractor, do you think the FA Cup team will be stronger than normal because of the two-week gap until a league game? Or am I naive? Can I give you some names of players who didn't start against Rochdale in no particular order? Holly, Enciala, Wilson, Kenlock, Dizel, Georgiou, Keane, Hughes, Danassian, 
Dobra, Ilmazuni, Downs, Roberts. Um, I've that mi- squad's ridiculous. Is it, how many players was that? Was that an eleven? Have I actually That's named 14, the team? I think. Um, yeah. So are we, we going to actually give a crap about the FA Cup, Amy, or is it um, play the reserves? Hope you win. If you don't, oh well, never mind. Is that? I'll care when we go through, and then I get to go to like Anfield or something fun like that. But I don't care at the moment. <laughs> we need to win, win another game before we even get that opportunity, Amy. That's, exactly. Maybe a bit. No, I, I, the absolute only goal this year is going up, and if that means sacking off everything else, then I could not care less about the cup. Sorry, I know it's nostalgic. I know it's lovely. I know we are one of the it's historic the holders of it and all that bollocks. World, but... isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> is it? They but didn't. Think... Um, we were talking about it in the car on the way there. One of the televised games is Villa versus whoever they've got. So it's a Premier League tie. Well, that's the Carabao, Sod off. It? Play somebody. Else. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, still, the only games people care about. Oh, yeah, of course, we're too early on. I'm absolutely Yeah, welcome tonight. to the League One, Amy, where we play in the first <laughs> round proper, not the third <laughs> round proper. Oh. I just don't care about it. I'm sorry. I know no. that's a really wrong no, thing, fine. really uncool thing to say. No, but I think okay. probably you're with the majority with you as well. Ben, you're not having any different, are you? No. You care, right? um, I mean, what I think and what Amy thinks and what you think um, are our opinions. But I think what Amy just said is what Paul Lambert thinks. Yeah. I don't think he gives two flying what's-its about Flamingos. the yes. I think he knows if he finishes seventh or finishes third and loses in the playoffs, that this will be considered a failure, won't it? If, mm. if you know, I respect your opinion, Rich. You're saying the league's not good. Amy's saying we've got massive, huge squad. I agree with both of you. It's, um, he's not going to look good if he doesn't get promoted. And I just, I just think this Pompey and Sunderland and all those extra games in the windscreen shield or whatever it's called now it felt <laughs> least since i go back a few years was it the auto windscreen shield auto windscreen shield in the 90s yeah yeah it's the same competition imagine if LDV Kane Vans. Jackson gets injured or Norwood again or yeah. like we've struggled without Norwood imagine if one of them gets a longer injury from one of the cup games you just can't risk it yep still be fun though so uh, head on down tickets to the town yeah Corporate, exactly. get a three-course meal. Um, but yeah, we so we're expecting no of, none of the big names. Downs obviously suspended for Rochdale. Neither of you are expecting to see him in the team, presumably. It's all no. about Hughes and Keane getting match fitness, isn't it? And Andre Dizel. Think, uh, it'd be interesting though, Rich, because then Colchester is three, four days later. Do you then end up Ooh. having to rotate your B team and actually play some... Well, we're through on the leasing.com trophy, aren't we? So we don't even need to we'd beat Colchester yeah. to go through. So we could play the under-23s. So could play Dobra and... Okay, yeah. there you go. So, what, is it going to be a reserve team on Saturday and a youth team on yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, exactly right. Why not? Although there's 2,000 of fans going to come. to Colchester on Tuesday. Yeah, that's a lot of fans going to there. We'll probably expect better than that. Well, it will still, as I said, it'll still be fun. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back on Sunday to talk about it. Me, Joe and Mikey, I think it is. So tune in. <laughs> I'm trying to find <laughs> something to spin it to end with. Um, yeah, the extrapolate. I've already mentioned it, isn't it? 2.2 points per game. 96.8 points over 44 matches. Amazing. I've got nothing. Should we do some plugs? Amy, I know you've got. Um, you've just kicked off another bit of um, Twitter Q&A to help you write a blog for Kings of Anglia, is it? Do you want to tell us about yep. that? 
I'm about to submit my next column, uh, which is going to be about when do we start believing um, that ah. we are going to go up? Because I, I personally think that most of us are probably expecting us to cock up at some point. Yeah. Um. So I have asked on Twitter people's responses on that. Uh, what is when do you think? In fact, I will ask you guys when when will we allow ourselves to think? Yeah, we've done it. We're we're up. We're going to well, be promoted. We've responded, Amy, with the back to back defeats the response has been great so far i'd be interested in your two views on are we is it going to be enough to knock over the bottom eight to take excessive amounts of points off the bottom eight and we can afford to lose against i know average and you wouldn't class as a decent team but sunderland we drew with didn't we rotherham we drew with i think there's some people expecting some defeats in you know some of some of the big games but we, we might be able to get up, um, like I say, just obliterating the, the bottom half of the division. I almost think that's overthinking it. I think it's get getting to, like Rich said, get into the mentality of we've got to be winning every game. If you but go out to I'm, win and you miss yeah. up, you'll draw. So that's my mentality of what we should be doing. My mentality as a human being and as a glass half empty kind of person is until it's mathematically certain I'm not going to be counting any chickens. I thought we were going to throw it away on Tuesday night. So that's me. But yeah. that's that's me. And I enjoy it. As you've been saying, Amy, we need to, you know, sometimes you don't need to overanalyze over things. Just find the joy in it. So I'm enjoying watching us win. I'm not expecting promotion until maybe we're top in April. The whole point in football is when we're having a crappy week, like it sounds like all three of us are, yeah. we have got that nice three points on a Tuesday night at Rochdale to cheer us up and make us think, yeah, that's what life is actually about. Oh, that's yeah. what really matters. Yeah, yeah. So where can um, people find you? Go on, Ben, sorry. Sorry, just really quickly though. You know, you mentioned, oh, Easter, April and all that. Remember, if there's three teams winning all season, it won't be over in Easter, will it? It'll be like... Um, last day us and man city and us and bradford like it was in the late 90s where they were you know where you're chasing literally to those to those last games the last few games we've got rochdale at home on april the 18th which yes. is my hendu um which i'll be sending you guys an invite oh, to sorry. where then is it we've got oh. it's no i'm coming down to ipswich so oh, we're, right. um i'll be in the box in the cupboard stand we're getting a box in the cupboard stand um for the game and then i'm heading we'll out talk about this off air yeah sorry <laughs> anyway the point was that there's, there's a potential for me to see us win the league at that game <laughs> then we've got donny away the saturday after um which that's i will be at because that's a yorkshire game and another potential for us to win the league um and then of course like soon after that is whatever the last game of the season MK is when i'll then be down that's it and I'll oh, be back down south again though, on the pitch Fingers I'm actually not going to be at home for the last like three weeks of the season because I'll be following this team around I'll probably be lugging the two kids with me just so I can go <laughs> <laughs> nice stuff well your blog Amy and all your stuff about responding to that what's your Twitter tell us all about it's that it's Amy 8 brilliant stuff um you can find our channel at blue monday itfc um you can find us on youtube if you go searching for benjamin bloom you'll find not only all of the blue monday content but his brilliant championship stuff you've been out and about last weekend have you got anything lined up this yeah, weekend at, um it, and it does have relevance to it because i saw barnsley who are not making it i know we're we're not worrying about what may or may not happen next season but i saw barnsley who are currently the example of selling all your good players and being mm. bottom after 15 games having only won one so there's 
That seems like a pretty obvious lesson, though. Are we going to sign Kiefer Francesco Molinari more again? He's a Barnsley. Kiefer Roberto he? Francesco more. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the model, isn't it? Two cent and a half or so. But yeah, I was there. I am at um, Forest versus Derby, the Brighton game. Amazing. Netherlands Derby. And where can we find you on Twitter? Tom Lawrence. Oh, yeah. That non controversial fellow. No comment. Um, <laughs> one of my favourite players. Um, and Martin Waghorn, Amy. There we yeah. go. Get Send my love. <laughs> <laughs> always, always, for, always for the way for one. Um, yeah, at Benjamin Bloom for me. Um, like I say, I've had a crisis um, updating my iOS and my Mac, so hopefully content will continue. Um, but Richard um, is the saviour in in this instance, and I do apologise for my underpreparedness and um, bad audio and all sorts. I'm on the iPad and just trying to cobble through and hopefully some nice nerdy person in Watford's going to fix my um, Mac tomorrow. And Geek squad. Or we'll be back tomorrow. Like, Amy, I just need some sleep. Yeah. Ditto. I don't know why I'm complaining to uh, someone who's just recently become a mum about <laughs> sleep. That feels like first world problems, doesn't it? <laughs> but, he didn't go to sleep till three o'clock this morning, so don't talk to me about sleep. No. no I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back. From, from that position. I win. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, good night, everybody. Good night. Get what you wish for. <laughs>the promotion running everyone is gathered round to watch the mcnuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction your mate's already been booked for double dipping but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points oh and there is the harry clark fist pump to celebrate order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.